Thank you for this night. Thank you for the good songs of Zion that we've heard. God, for the blessings that we've felt in the Spirit of God. We ask you now, Lord, that you'd anoint your servant. Help us, dear God, tonight we stand so keenly in need of thee. I pray that you'd move by your power and by your Spirit. Uh, God, upon the hearts and the listeners here, we pray, our Father, that you'd encourage your children. Lift them up, dear God. Help them. I pray for the pastor tonight, dear God, that you'd strengthen his body. Give him the message, God, that's needed. Give him power and unction from the Spirit of God. We pray also for ourselves, dear God, that you'd anoint us tonight, dear God. Let us preach your word, God, in spirit and in truth, with power. Dear God, we ask you now, Lord, that you might move. Have your precious way, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Verse number 8 again. It said, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. Notice the little word so right here. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. I want to bring you a message tonight as God helps us here and as you pray on this thought. Born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. Now if you notice in this chapter in the Gospel of John, you'll find this word eight times, the word born. And that's a whole lot of what the Gospel of John is talking about. How to know God. How to be born into God's family. And that's what the thrust of this whole uh, chapter here is talking about. The blessings and the beginning of being born of the Spirit of God. Now, we all know that it takes birth to have life, don't it? Spiritually or physically, you have to be born to have life. <laughs> and listen, spiritually that God's talking about here, Nicodemus don't understand what Jesus is telling him. He said, how can a man enter into his mother's womb and be born again, be born the second time? But Jesus said, Nicodemus, if I tell you of earthly things and you can't understand, then how can I tell you of heavenly things and you understand? That's where the world misses the mark, isn't it? Of course, the things of God, the Bible said, are spiritually discerned. But I want to look tonight on what it means to be born of the Spirit. Without being born of the Spirit, you can't know God. The Bible said, except you be born again, you cannot see or you cannot enter the kingdom of God. This was a ruler. This was a master in Israel. This was a, a very religious man. And he's a very rich man, the Bible will go on to tell us. But he didn't know God. He knew the law. He knew the letter. He knew everything about what had happened in the past. He knew all the history of Israel. But somehow he had missed the fact over in the book of Ezekiel, you remember where it said that there would be a fleshly heart put in a man? And there would be the Spirit of God that moved. <laughs> Somehow he missed that, didn't he? And Jesus, when he came, the Bible said, The words that I speak unto you, their spirit and their life. Now here we find that the new birth in verses 3 and verse 5, as I read, is a necessity. He said you cannot see or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God except you be born again. And that word again, of course, means to be born from above. Listen, 
Whether you realize it or not, the Spirit of God is just as much God as God is. He's just as much God as Jesus is. He's the manifested presence of God in our day right now. He's the one that's dealing with us right now. And listen, if anything is of the Spirit of God, it will magnify Jesus. The Spirit said, when when Jesus said when He's come, He won't speak of Himself. He'll magnify me. Listen, anything that's of God, you, uh, you hear a lot of talk about the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. Well, if it's talking and bragging about the Holy Spirit, it's not of God. Listen, he'll be bragging on Jesus every time. If you're under the influence of the Spirit of God, you won't brag on man. You won't brag on yourself. You'll brag on Jesus. That's what the Holy Ghost does. That's why he brought you to Jesus. Because Jesus was the one that died. He became the Savior. It said, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. You see, there's a necessity for the new birth. We can't get it by reformation. We can't get it by education. Over in the Gospel of John there, chapter number 1, he started out talking about being born. He said, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He said, he's going to bear witness of the light, not of himself, but he's going to bear witness of that light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Amen. And he goes on to say, that he came to his own, his own received him not, but as many as received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And it goes on to say, which were born, B-O-R-N, which were born, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. It tells you what salvation is right there. But it also tells you what salvation ain't. I don't care what your bloodline is. And that's what he's telling Nicodemus about Israel. He said, I don't care who your father was. I don't care about your bloodline. It's not of blood. It's not of our descendants. I don't care what your grandma and grandpa done or who they were. You get saved by being birthed into God's family. And he said, it's not of the will of the flesh. Not of desire. No man seeks after God, the Bible said. No man desires that. (laughs) And it said also that it's not of determination. Not of the will of man. I don't care how hard people try. I don't care how many leaves you turn over. I don't care how, how far you go in straightening yourself up and reforming yourself. I don't care how educated you get. You don't know God until the Holy Ghost comes on the scene. You don't know God until the Holy Spirit draws you. And Jesus said, no man can come to the Father except I draw him. Now the Bible said, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And the Lord is that Spirit. Chris, how can anybody deny the Trinity? The Lord said, the Lord is that Spirit. And Jesus said, I and my Father are one. So they're all three, you see, working together. That we might be born of the Spirit. The gospel, John said over there in 1 John chapter 5, I believe it is, he said, whatsoever is born of God. And I used to read that saying, Chris, whosoever. Don't say that. It said, whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. 
And this is the victory that overcometh the world. What is that? Even our faith. He said, To as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God. To as many as what? Believed on His name. There's believe, and there's receive, and then you're conceived, you're born. Amen. God has those three steps. And you're going to go through those three steps if you're ever born of God. What happens when a child is born? Think about this. There's a seed sown, isn't there? There's two that come together. And there's an intimate relationship there. And there's travail and pain, isn't there, when a child is born. The Bible said, when Zion travails, children are born. When we get down to business with God and get a, a people on our hearts and are burdened over people's uh, lost condition, and we cry out to God, <laughs> that's when God begins to move. That's when children can be born. You know why people aren't getting saved anymore in the church much? Because we're not burdened over them. Because we're not crying out to God. Listen, God's still able to save. His arm's not short that He can't reach down. His ear's not deaf that He can't hear. But we need the Spirit of God to blow, don't we? We need the Spirit of God to move. Boy, I'm so thankful that I'm in a church where the Holy Ghost is welcome. There's so many churches today that the Spirit of God is grieved and quenched and set aside for programs and what man wants to do. Boys, every once in a while I look around and I say, where in the world is this going? (laughs) What's going to happen here? (laughs) Just grab on real good and hold on. Thank God the Holy Ghost will take you where you need to go. That's why we come, ain't it? Not for a form or a face. We come to worship God. We come to listen to the Spirit of God. And if you don't mind Him, you can grieve Him. You can quench Him. He can be hurt. The Spirit of God is a sensitive entity. And when we say no to Him, you know what you're doing? You're doing just like you've done when you broke your mom and daddy's heart went out and done something you're not supposed to do. Uh, oh yes, the Spirit of God is precious and we need to guard the Spirit of God what we have in this church with our very lives. And pray God, don't ever, don't ever let us be insensitive to the Spirit of God. Let me hurry right on. There was a necessity there. But there's also a mystery that the Bible talks about right here. The mystery. In verse 7 he said, Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. The word marvel here means to look closely at, to perceive or to wonder at. The word is theomaya. That's where we get our word theater from. What do you do when you go to a theater? You're going to watch a movie, ain't you? You're going to pay attention and look real closely. He's saying, Marvel not. I want you to look at this real close. That that's born of flesh is the flesh. And that's that's born of the Spirit is spirit, he said. But listen, when there is birth, there can be life. 
What is the true mystery that he's talking about? Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. Boy, you, glory to God. Do you know what the real mystery is? For God so loved the world that he gave. Hey, that's me. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. The Bible said we were dead in trespasses. And it said we weren't just sick. I mean, we were dead. We're on the way to hell. Yet God still loved us. What a miracle. What a mystery that is. Why God would love us so much. Somebody like you and I. That were sorry and worth nothing. But God, glory to God, God still loved us. Amen. When we were yet without strength, the Bible said God still loved us. Listen, he knew the old sorry being you. And he still, that blows my mind that, that the Bible said to cast all our cares on him because he cares for us. He knows us, that old sorry you and me. He knows that one, I, 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 that's no good and no account, even right now. He knows every thought that comes to our heads, folks. He knows every deed. Thank God and he still loves us. And he still says, cast all your care on me because I care for you. But what I want to get to tonight is not only the necessity that he talked about, not only the mystery that he talks about, but I want to show you some things here in the Word of God that compares the Spirit of God to the wind. Amen. Verse 8 said, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. And so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Now Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. And at night, the tops of their houses were flat normally. And it had steps or a way to get up to the top of their house. And because of the heat of the desert, that arid region, at night, the wind would gently blow across that arid region. Just about everywhere you went, there was a gentle breeze. And it was a cool breeze. And people would go up on top of their houses to sit so they could feel that breeze. And no doubt that was probably what was going on when, G, when Nicodemus came. <laughs> Listen, the wind was blowing. And Jesus brought about telling him how to be birthed into God's family by what was going on right then. The wind that was blowing across his face. He said, look, you can't tell where, where it's coming from or where it's going. But everybody, and he just told him, you've got to be born again to enter God's kingdom. You've got to be born again to even see it. So he said, look, look, look. Feel what's going on right now. The wind's blowing. He said, I want to show you. Mm, glory to God. That's how the Spirit of God works, folks. There was a designation that he made. The wind is blowing. And you can't tell where it's coming from or where it's going. But God designated, and Jesus designated for Nicodemus to hear exactly what he's saying. He compares the new birth to the wind. Listen, this word spirit is pneuma, which means where we get our word pneumatic. It's energy or life force. Any kind of a tool 
Beardy, and you know this, any kind of a tool, and many of you do too, with the work that you've done. Any kind of a tool that's a pneumatic will have a fluid that can take real high pressure. Are you listening to me now? And by that wind, by that air that pushes that fluid, it can help you lift or move tons and tons and tons of weight. Are you following me now? God designated. He said the wind's blowing. There's a force and there's a movement that's going on. It's blowing across our face. Where is that coming from? How is that happening? <laughs> this word pneumatic is the word that we'll see in the, in the Bible a lot of times as you know what I just quoted a few minutes ago? To them gave he power to become the sons of God. Dunamis and pneumatic works together. <laughs> Listen, the Bible says here in uh, Psalm 135 and 7, it said he caused the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth and maketh lightnings for the rain. He bringeth the wind out of his treasures. What causes wind? Have you ever thought about that? What causes wind is an upper atmospheric disturbance. What happened when you got saved? Uh, the wind blew across your soul. And you begin to get under conviction. You begin to weep. You begin to get heavy. Uh, because there was a disturbance. Someone had been praying for you. There was a disturbance in heaven. That caused that heavenly wind to blow across you. The Bible said in Proverbs 34, who gathereth the wind in his fist. If you ever thought of this now, the wind has weight. You say, well, how can the wind have weight? Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs. It said, for he looketh to the ends of the earth and seeth under the whole heaven to make the weight for the winds, and he weighteth the waters by measure. You know what happens? What, what brings about wind? It's water molecules, little drops of water being charged with static electricity. And therefore, when that static electricity gets in that water, there's a collision of hot and cold. And all of a sudden, it creates a force and it begins to move. That's how God reached you. That's how God spoke to your soul. <laughs> Amen. That hot, powerful spirit of God began to move in your cold spirit and your cold soul. And when the wind of God blowed across your soul, there was a disturbing factor, wasn't it? There was a convicting factor. There was a condemnation that you felt. Listen, the Bible said, Who maketh the, the clouds his chariot and who walketh upon the wings of the wind. The source, of course, is God Himself. Do you know where the wind comes from? Do you know where it started at? Can't tell, can you? But you know what? You know it's there. Why? Because you see the movement. You can look at the trees and see them shake. You can feel it on your face as it blows across you. But then not only the source, but there's a course. It has a mind of its own. The Bible said fire and hell show a snow and vapor, stormy wind, fulfilling His Word. 
2 Samuel 22 said, He setteth upon the wings of the wind. God has all of the, the powers and the sources of nature in His hand. The preacher saying down there the other night, he said, one night God woke me up. And he said, now, I want you to wake up, Scotty. He said, I'm going to let you see and hear the greatest thunderstorm you've ever heard in your life. The loudest thunder you've ever heard in your life. And he said it wasn't two minutes till kaboom. I mean, his house shook. And the thunder rolled and the lightning flashed. And he said, God, thank you for letting me see that. Thank you for letting me hear that. What happened when you got saved? <laughs> oh yeah, the thunders are rolling, wasn't it? The lightning is flashing. God was, the Bible said God speaks through the thunder and the lightning. <laughs> when you hear nature going on, that tells you that there's an eternal God up there that has control over everything that's going on around us. The Bible said we're going to be without excuse. But even the created things about us shows us His eternal power and Godhead. But not only was there a designation that He told Nicodemus here, look at it. There was a detection. <laughs> Notice what the Bible said here. He said the wind blows where it listens and thou hearest the sound thereof. <laughs> the word blow means to breathe hard or to fill the sails of a ship. Remember in John 20 when Jesus was resurrected and he was telling the disciples what they was going to do, that he's going to go back to heaven and they was going to fulfill his word. The Bible said he breathed on them and said receive you the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he knew there was going to be a need to be empowered for the job that was ahead. There was enough force in that wind to hear. Listen, sometimes the wind will whisper, won't it? Huh? Sometimes it'll just be a tiny whisper that you can barely hear. Then sometimes it'll whistle. You ever heard the wind whistle? <laughs> then sometimes the wind will howl. But we can always see and feel the effects. That word sound is the word in the Greek uh, Phone. It's where we get our word phonic or phone from. You know what a phone is, don't you? I know. Yeah, everybody's got one in your pocket. You know what God's saying here? Thou hearest the sound thereof. God said, I'm calling. I'm talking. The wind's blowing. I want you to see what I'm saying. God's dialing the number. And he's got your number, believe me. Amen. He said, we can hear the sound of Have you ever heard the wind? A lot of people's got them, what was them pieces of metal called? Uh, chimes, yeah, the wind chimes. <laughs> They'll have them out, and you can tell, beautiful sound, ain't it? You can tell when the wind's blowing because that music is chiming. Boy, sometimes when the Holy Ghost comes by and got someone singing a song and that music starts rolling, you can feel that wind blowing. <laughs> you can feel that wind blowing from another country, can't you? Glory to God. And you can hear the sound of it. You can see the effects of it. But notice, <laughs> listen, 
The Bible said there in the book of Exodus, you remember in chapter 14, the Bible said the wind blew all night. And <laughs> when he stood the water up, the Bible said that, that wind blew, that east wind blew. And he went across on dry ground. <laughs> the wind caused the sea to stand up and to go back. It's invisible. Yet it can still be seen. Faith become sight. You know what uh, the Bible said in Hebrews 11 about Moses? It said he endured the pain and all the things of suffering that he went through in Egypt as seeing him who's invisible. Well now how do you see somebody that's invisible? Huh? You can see the wind, it's invisible. Can't you? You can see what it does. You can see the effects that it causes. You can see everything moving when it... God is invisible. But He manifests Himself right here. You want to see God? It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That's faith made sight. You can see that. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can't see and touch and feel the wind. But you can... You can feel and touch and see what it does. Amen. God's God's just as real as that wind. The Holy Ghost is just as real as that wind that blows. Even though it is invisible, yet so powerful. Huh? They detected that. You know what's wrong with a lot of people? They can't see and feel and understand and know what's going on. They've never been born. Amen. Amen. They don't know what's going on because they're not a part of that kingdom. They're not a part of that family. But listen, notice not only a detection, but right quickly notice there's a direction. It said, notice what the Bible said, It bloweth where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but you can't tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. Where does the wind come from? The Bible, just I just quoted a while ago, that said it comes out of his treasuries. In other words, he's got all the winds you see in his hand. It shows force and movement. The Bible said in 1 Peter, holy men spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. In Genesis chapter 1 it said the Spirit moved upon the face of the deep. If you're saved, you know when God's moves. You know when the Spirit of God is drawing you. You know when the Spirit of God says, raise your hand, shout, cry, weep, run, praise Him, testify. You can hear it. My sheep hear my voice and they know me and they'll follow me. Huh? There's a direction that God, are we following God's direction? In this church, if everybody here, every time we got together, Brother Benny, followed God's direction, It'd be untelling what God could do right here in this little church. It'd be untelling how many people would get saved. It'd be untelling how God's people would be encouraged and blessed and lifted up if we'd just follow His direction. Let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost will never lead you wrong. He'll never lead you outside the confounds of that Bible. He'll never lead you to lie or cheat or steal or do anything that's bad. Listen, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. 
His direction. They that are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Right. You know why a lot of people won't follow God, won't follow the book? I don't believe they've ever been born. Uh, they're not God's child. They can't see and enter the kingdom of God without that. But there's a direction that God wants us to go. Listen, <laughs> Ecclesiastes 1 and 6 says, The wind goeth toward the south, and then turneth about to the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again, even unto his circuits. I'm reminded of Acts chapter 16, I believe it is, Chris. You remember when Paul was on the way to Troas, and God was going to send him to Philippi? The Bible said he essayed to go north. And the Spirit of God said no. And he wanted to go south. And the Spirit of God wouldn't suffer him to go. Wasn't the right time. You find the next missionary journey, he went to both of those places. But it wasn't the right time. God wanted him to go to Troas, and he could speak to him, and he could hear that man of Macedonia crying, come over and help us. And the Bible said he was assuredly knew that God wanted him to go to Philippi. And he set a straight course to do that. Listen, the Spirit of God will tell you no just the same as he'll tell you yes. And he won't lead you wrong. The direction will be right. Are you listening to me? The direction he sends you will be the right way to go. (laughs) Every step that you take, listen, if you are where God wants you to be in his will, Every step is ordered by the Lord. Man, that's hard for me to understand sometimes. There's a permissive will of God and there's a perfect will of God. Amen. When you're in that perfect will of God, Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Listen, that's where the Holy Ghost is leading you. For you to yield your body, your members as instruments of righteousness for His name's sake. That is human responsibility. Yeah, God does the saving. But I want you to know God wants you to live a sanctified life. A set apart life. Amen. God wants us (laughs) to be a road map. You listening to me? God wants us to be that Bible that everybody can read. God wants us to be that light and that salt. You know how some people are going to get direction? Because you do. Because you have. And all you got to do is ask God for direction. And the Holy Ghost will lead you, folks. Amen. He has God's direction. And that direction is always toward the house of God. I just can't understand why people don't want to go to church. Amen. Why do people not want to come and hear the word of God? Why do they not want to come and fellowship with God's people and feel the blessings of God? Somebody said, oh, you don't have to go to church. Well, why did God leave one? Why did he send Paul and John and Peter all over the known world and establish churches? You know, how, you know why you've got a Bible in your hand? It's because they was an established church that they started 
And when they went somewhere else, they'd get word there's a problem in the church and they'd write a letter back to that church. That's how we got the canon of God's word right now. There were scribes in the Old Testament that God had designated to write down the words that the prophet said. That's why we've got a Bible. Amen. Because there was a church. So why should we not support the church? Amen. Listen. When we tell somebody, will you come to church? Will you bless us with your presence? Would you come with me to church? Do you know what that might do? Do you know how far that might go? So it behooves us to follow the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, listen, will always lead you to be missionary minded. He'll always lead you to try to reach out to others. Why? Because that's what Jesus is doing. That's what He done while He's here. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. So we're ambassadors in His stead. So if we're going to follow the Spirit of God that He sent, what does the Spirit of God do? He was sent to the world to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. What does your life do? If you're led by the Spirit of God, people just have to look at you and listen to you, and they'll see the Spirit of God, folks. They'll see that you have something that they need. They'll see you have a joy and a peace that the world can't give. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. He said, be of good cheer. He said, you can overcome the world. Why? Because I did. Amen. And he said, I've sent my spirit back, one that's just like me, of the same quality, of the same power, and he'll guide you into all truth. What direction are you going tonight? You going to go with God? You going to go with him? God's direction is always upward, ain't it? Last of all, let me show you right quickly. The Bible said, you can't tell whence it cometh or whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. People that's saved are strange critters, ain't they? Amen. We're unique people. Oh yeah, we're peculiar, the Bible said. The world can't understand all the things we do and say and why, why, we're, why we act like we do, you see. Well, they're about like that crowd on the day of Pentecost. That, that crowd's drunk, I believe. Here all, uh, at 9 o'clock in the morning, that crowd's going crazy. Look at them. <laughs> Every once in a while, God shows up in Sunday school. We don't even get to have it, you know. We get to praising God. Amen. Testify. What's going on? It's the Holy Ghost is visiting us. Amen. Yeah. And, and listen. <laughs> said, I can't tell where it's coming from, where it's going. Ain't it strange sometimes when God sends His Spirit and that's the furthest thing from your mind? You're off somewhere else in la-la land and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost comes and goes. Starts knocking. 
I want you to praise me. I want you to lift your hand. I want you to shout. I want you to sing. I want you to do something for me. And all of a sudden you're like, well, where did that come from? You know where it come from? Because he lives right here. He said, I'll send another comforter and he'll be in you forever. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. <laughs> Listen, the Spirit of God does move in strange ways sometimes. Sometimes it'll make you die laughing. Sometimes it'll make you run, skip, jump, hop, <laughs> whatever. I tell you what, that day that Brother Dennis took a lap around the church, I said, I've never seen that much moving that quick at one time, I don't believe. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, that was a locomotive going up, going up the aisle there. But God will have you do some strange things every once in a while. And if he tells you to do it, go ahead and do it. It'll be right. But look at the description right here. It says, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit of God. He makes a comparison here. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. Romans 8 and 16 says, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. 1 John 3 says, And hereby we know that He abideth in us by the Spirit which He has given us. If any man have not the Spirit of God, he's not a son of God. Hereby we know that we dwell in Him and He in us because He has given us of His Spirit. There's a reason why, Brother Chris, that the Bible calls the Spirit holy. The Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. You know what this world is defunct of right now? Holiness, ain't it? Righteousness. There's nothing so vile or so mean or so ugly or so crude or cruel or nasty that people won't get into now and brag about it. That's what Romans chapter 1 was talking about when he said, that those men were, that, that were worthy of death bragged about their unrighteousness. Amen. Well, that's all you see on the TV, ain't it? Yeah. Calling good evil and evil good. Yeah. I mean, lifting up those that are vile, lifting up another lifestyle, they say, yeah. and glorifying it, making it right. Well, I'm going to tell you what. It'll never be right, never has been right, never will be right. When you go against God's nature that he put in a man and a woman. To kill babies will never be right. You can't slice it anyway and make it right. It's murder, I don't care how you look at it. The Spirit of God dwells in us to make us holy, folks. So we won't get caught in this form of godliness and denying the power thereof. You see, there's power in godliness. That's where we get our strength from. That's where the Holy Ghost can take us and set us aside and make us pliable like the clay and the potter. That potter has to have clay that he can shape and form and mold. That's what the Holy Ghost does, folks. 
He said, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Let's bow our heads. Are you born of the Spirit? Has God moved in and made you part of His family? What about your family, your loved ones? I don't know. I just feel the Spirit of God tugging at my heart saying, we need to gather in this altar and pray for our loved ones that are lost. Church, all of us have got them. We need to get in this altar and ask God to save them. Ask God by His Spirit, hey, make, a, make me a vessel. God, use me to reach them. Give me the words to say. I've, I have lost. You have lost. All of us do. Oh, God, we need to pray and beg God to help us. Let the Spirit of God use us. Heavenly Father, as we come to you, we thank you, God, Lord, for the privilege to be here tonight. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, God, that you've imparted into, into our hearts and lives that we can, Lord, be a manifestation of your work and your power, dear God. Help us, I pray. Lord God, that we'll never, Lord, take it lightly. God, that we'll never in our souls Step back and grieve and hurt the Spirit of God and quench Him. God, help us that we'll follow You. Help us, God, that we'll listen to Your Holy Spirit. Lord, we'll live a life, God, to be pleasing to You. Lord, God, that You could use us to speak to others and reach out to our loved ones that are lost. God, we've got so many. I've got children, grandchildren, God, that's so far away from You, God. They don't even realize what's going on in their lives, God, that Jesus is coming. Soon we'll face Him. God, help us, I pray, to have the burden that we should. Help us, God, as a church right here at Charity Mission. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, help us to reach out, God, with love and compassion, knowing, God, that we were there at one time in our own lives, in our own self, dear God. Uh, Lord, but you loved us. Help us, dear God, that we'll reach out to others. Help us, Father, that we'll have the burden that we should have. Dear God, prompt us every day of our life. Lord, those of our families that are lost, oh God. Lord, help us to make an extra effort, God, to try to reach them and talk to them. Lord, before it's eternally too late. Oh God, thank you for your spirit that you've put here in this church, God, that we can feel your movement. We can feel like the wind that blows, dear God. We can feel you speak. And Lord, we can feel you in our souls and know that you're real and know that you're there. God, touch your children tonight, I pray. Help us to humble ourselves before you. God, we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name.